Hello and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Dan Dimite, and Hi, I'm friends. joined here with my brother in Christ, Hi, Aaron Richards. Aaron Richards. Man, he was so excited <laughs> to say hi this morning, he didn't even wait until I stopped talking. Dan, we're here in the illustrious <laughs> Damascus Media Studio today. It is so illustrious. On a snowy, beautiful January day. I, I know we're not supposed to date our shows, You're but not. it's January 2021. Oh, did man. <laughs> he did it. Broke every role of radio. Okay. Okay, we are going to open in prayer today in the joy yeah. of the Lord. Do you want to take in the it, name Aaron? Of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for giving us one more opportunity to be together today, um, to join with each one of our listeners today. We pray that today's show will bless us, will stretch us, and will fill our hearts. It will keep us hungry for more of your goodness, Lord, and that you will come and uh, meet us in our most desperate times of need. Today, friends, we're, we're talking about Our Lady, and we pray in this opening prayer, Jesus, that you would draw us close to your mother and Baba Mary, that you would draw us close to your son and unite us to your spouse, the Holy Spirit, um, bring us into greater communion with our Lord. Mm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dan, you know... Uh, so excited. So, friends, for those of you who are... Um, listening over the radio and not sitting here in the studio with Dan and I, which is all of you, uh, <laughs> you, you may not know this about Dan, but he has a beautiful sacred heart tattoo, uh, on his arm. Oh yeah. And there was one time in my life that I was considering getting a tattoo as well. Uh, do you remember this, Dan? No. Back in college? I'm excited to hear. Well, you, you should remember heart? because you and I both were <laughs> we going to do it together. Side. Oh, so, yes, the Mary. Dan uh, Dan was discerning the priesthood at this point in time. I was not. And uh, we both <laughs> we both wanted matching tattoos of the the little Marian symbol, the, the M and the cross. There's probably some magical word for that. Yeah, it's on the back of the miraculous medal. On our wrist. Mm. And uh, we're so, so confident that this was going to happen. We used to draw with Sharpie markers this yeah, image. This, I'm was sure your, this some was of your brother's. Like, yeah! This was your brother's suggestion. Draw it with Sharpie on your wrist. And that way you'll know if you actually want it. And we did. <laughs> for like six months, I probably have Sharpie poisoning. <laughs> Definitely. And, uh, and we didn't do it. Mm. That, that's my intro for the show today. <laughs> We're talking about Mary. <laughs> and we're really excited. This, you know, there's, I feel like there's always something to say about Mary. And because, and she's been such a special um, uh, advocate and um, just just an incredible relationship with her through our ministry. So yeah. uh, for new listeners, um, our, our ministry is called Damascus, and we're a place, a community of missionaries that's just seeking to bring revival in the Catholic Church in America. And what we're hungry for is that people would have those Damascus experiences in their life, those life-changing experiences like St. Paul, but then they would also propel them into mission, that they would live a life of mission. And, you know, I think Mary really did that for us. Um, yeah. In the early years of our ministry, we we started a summer camp, Catholic Youth Summer Camp, back in 2001, and the first few years we were kind of fumbling around trying to figure out who we were and that's a how kind, to that's do a ministry. It, <laughs> <laughs> we ultimately we had a hunger to to lead people to Christ but i think to some extent we were our hearts weren't fully converted and sold out for him yeah yeah it was really neat we so we had um w- w- even even just in our programming right our our di- our local diocese used to have kind of these themes for youth ministry that they would suggest that we would follow that, I don't know, that we would unite our 
our youth ministry curriculum around. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we decided that we would just base our camp year on that particular theme. And uh, our, dio- our, our diocese is awesome. Columbus Diocese, shout out. Woo. Um, the particular themes that were offered to us, they, I don't know, they, they didn't necessarily jive with what we were going for as a summer camp, right? So we decided our third year uh, to kind of jump outside of the fold and really to embrace the call that we felt the Lord calling us to as a ministry and as an organization. And it was that year that we established sort of our first, uh, our first scriptural and traditional theme for our summer camp. Um, which is now a theme that's on rotation, one of six that's on rotation every six years here at Damascus. And we united ourselves for the first time, really, around this common theme of the study of Our Lady. Yeah. And uh, it was it was sort of like a Marian consecration before Marian consecrations were cool, right? <laughs> it, was, it was really cool. We, we, we gave ourselves over to her that summer, and uh, she just... She helped us fall so deeply in love with Jesus, so deeply in love with the Eucharist. And I think there was just a significant change. It's almost like Mary leads to conversion. Yeah. And she didn't just lead to individual conversion. She led us as a group, as a community, to like organizational conversion, yeah. which was really amazing. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Aaron is is not highlighting just the, how silly our first year themes were. <laughs> so the first two years of camp were take don't, me, don't do it. Don't take do me it. to your leader, which was like an alien uh, kind of concept. An alien holding a rosary. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second year was a mission possible, which, which was, was like kind of a mission Toyo- impossible it the, theme. It was the Toyota symbol. <laughs> and so, uh, but then once we said, okay, we're just going all in and we're going to really dedicate this summer to uh, diving deeper into understanding who Mary is and, and what her influence is on our life. And we're super excited because this summer, summer of 2021, whenever um, the way we run our camp ministry is we rotate through the themes um, every six years because a, a camper comes as a sixth grader and then leaves as a 12th grader. So they experience all these different themes over the course of their adolescent development. And um, Mary was the first, is kind of the anchor theme for us. And we know every time Mary year comes, God's going to do something powerful. Yeah. And I am just so excited that this summer, 2021, after just the the misery and the the hardships that families have experienced and young people have experienced um, in 2020, that Jesus is giving us um, this, this year uh, yeah. to dive into his mother again. Yeah. Amen. I love that. Um, I wanted to share what, just one of the... So, we had we had been contending just with the Lord, and we have we have contended with the Lord for uh, for just outpouring of His grace. And that that very first summer of um, of dedicating our camp to Our Lady, we saw an amazing miracle that was really foundational and kind of um, rooting us in trust that God can do the impossible. So there was a there was a family that that came to camp that first year. And this young man um, was a neighbor of them. He decided to to tag along for the first time, and uh, his his name was Sam. His name probably still is Sam. And uh, he, <laughs> he no, he changed it. <laughs> he came. He uh, he came to camp. Sam, if you're there, I love you. Shout out. Uh, he came. He came to camp for the first time, and and really had no faith foundation whatsoever. And his heart was completely transformed. Um, in love with Our Lady in that week, in you know, in the way that a sixth grader's heart can be transformed. Um, he went home from that week of camp and got devastatingly bad news that um, while he was away at camp, his mom had um, gotten a diagnosis for very aggressive breast cancer, mm-hmm. and um, that 
the uh, the family was kind of preparing for the end, um, and that treatment options looked uh, not promising. So Sam um, brought to his family for the first time that they had ever as a family the request that maybe we should pray the rosary for the intention of mom's health. And sure enough, um, they they prayed the rosary together as a family. They felt as though the Lord was really bonding them spiritually close to to his heart. And uh, we got word a, a couple days, maybe a couple weeks later, that in the next follow-up visit, as mom was preparing for whatever surgical process was going to happen next, uh, upon investigation, they realized that the breast cancer was completely gone. Whoa. And, uh, and that was, uh, praise the Lord. Thank yeah, you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was it was just such a profound and beautiful example of the fact that sometimes coming with a humble heart and just coming ready to ready to 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 from a place of desperation ask God to work by whatever means necessary is is sometimes that's sometimes the faith that He's looking for. Yeah, I love that. That's so. And last time we did. Uh, our Our Lady theme um, at uh, camp. There was a kid who went home and told his dad about um, uh, Mary, and he had learned about this Marian consecration while he was at camp. And he's like, "Dad, would you would you want to do this together?" And the two of them had never been praying together, and yeah. um, so they started doing the Marian consecration. And this dad was a doctor, and as uh, in his profession, he performed vasectomies and. Um, which of course is a form of contraception or can be, and so it was going against God's uh, design for uh, uh, human sexuality for a lot of people. And th- the process of doing the Marian consecration and and saying these days, uh, the, these prayers for thirty three days, his heart was transformed, and he actually um, redefined his entire practice yeah. and stopped doing that. And um, it's just amazing how you know God wants to heal. Uh, our bodies, and he wants to heal our hearts, and Mary is often an instrument of that healing. Yeah. And um, we've been so blessed. And so this summer, I am so excited because young people and families need healing more than ever, and we get to bring that this summer. So if you if you know a middle schooler um, or a high schooler uh, who you think has been isolated uh, in the recent uh, year, check out our website, CYSC.com. CYSC.com. That stands for Catholic Youth Summer Camp. And, uh, and, and maybe, um, this, this year's summer of camp could really bless your family. I promise. God will give whatever miracle you're asking for. And we don't don't put kids in a corner and just have them pray rosaries all day. Um, It's a high adventure summer camp that leads to high adventure faith. And so we have, uh, I mean, we have like paintball and uh, zip lines and rock climbing and all kinds of really exciting, incredible things that get kids to fall in love with each other and with the Lord. So Aaron, we're talking about Our Lady today, and these testimonies are really exciting. I love... Um, the Annunciation, uh, the words in the Annunciation that just always speak to my heart are just that um, Mary was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I, I just think that's so beautiful, that imagery of being overshadowed, that like the Holy Spirit um, wants to overshadow us. And our show isn't winning. Like We like to talk about how encounter leads to mission. And I think sometimes we can fall into um, the the practice of like, having an encounter, but then not stepping into mission, yep. you know, and that the the Holy Spirit is there to activate us or to overshadow us when we say yes to the mission that God has for yeah. us. So I doubt the Annunciation was Mary's first encounter with God, right? Um, 
But she said yes to the mission God had over her life, mm-hmm. no matter what came. She didn't have crystal clarity. She didn't know what was going to happen. Like, you're going to conceive a son, right? And his name will be Jesus, and he's going to bring salvation to the world. Uh, and and she didn't have a crystal clear understanding of what that meant. Yeah. But she said yes, no matter, without cost, right? Yes, Lord, I'm in. And because of that, the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and gave her every grace necessary for mission. Yeah, I, I love. There's there's so much richness in even the you know the the way that Scripture speaks about Our Lady. You, you see the the other famous prayer of of Mary, the Magnificare. Yeah, right. Where where we, we get this this weird and awesome um, understanding of the fact that Mary, Mary uses the words my you know we translate it my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord magnificari means to magnify my soul mm-hmm. magnifies the mm-hmm. Lord right mm-hmm. that we actually have the capacity in ourselves to to be to be used in relationship with God to partner in relationship with God such that our proclamation of God's glory can actually be um that God's glory can be magnified through us what does that mean mm-hmm. it means it appears larger when seen through us yeah right that that we can actually be put in a place where um on mission that the encounter can actually be be magnified be be multiplied mm. through our behavior through our participation and you know i mean that's that's the beauty of marian devotion throughout the 2000 years of church history yeah. is that mary has magnified a relationship with jesus that Whenever someone falls deeper in love with Mary, they fall deeper in love with Jesus. And what you're highlighting, Aaron, is so cool. That can be our story too, right? That I can be another Mary in this world, that when people get to know me more, when they come into relationship with me more, because I magnify the Lord, their relationship with Jesus becomes better. That's that's exciting. And you're like, well, no, I can't do that because I'm not this or I'm not that and I'm not that. Mary didn't do that. Like It wasn't like the angel Gabriel came and was like, hey, Mary, this is going to happen in your life. She didn't start pouring out excuses, right? That would have been a really funny Bible story if Mary was like, I can't, I'm too yeah. small. I'm that not, was in one of those I'm forgotten, not smart enough, right? Yeah. A trans, the, the, the heresy boo, transit boo. translation. Um, <laughs> but like Mary didn't make excuses. Yeah. She said she abandoned herself to God's promise over her life. And I think sometimes God speaks a word over us, yep. a mission, and then we all of a sudden start making excuses that I'm not good enough to do this. And because I can't do it, then God doesn't want to do it through me. And well, instead, if we said, no, God has announced this into my heart, like he shared this in prayer, that he has this mission for me. Yes, no. Lord, let me step into it. And then the Spirit will overshadow you, and then you'll be equipped for mission through Amen. that overshadowing the Holy Spirit. And then you'll start magnifying the Lord more. Amen. Amen. That's so exciting. Yeah. Mm. Dan, we have an amazing guest today. Um, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna welcome him on. So uh, he is a gentleman and a scholar and <laughs> and a priest. Oh, nice! And uh, his name is Father Tran, and he wrote an amazing book called The Imitation of Mary that was just published through Sophia Press. Uh, he's he's an awesome priest. We are going to be blessed by his testimony and. Um, by some of the insights that he will share with us here on today's show. So friends, uh, thank you for joining us today for Beyond Damascus. Stay stay tuned because you're going to want to be here for the next round. He is honored by the church as a saint with the title of the angelic doctor. Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church. St. Thomas Aquinas wrote a basic textbook for young theology students that became the church's most famous guide to the faith. 
the Summa Theologica. It helped him earn the title Doctor of the Church. He died in 1274. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. When we pray we should talk to God, it sounds simple. It's not always that simple. It's just like making any conversation, though. So sometimes we need prayer starters, things that'll give us a boost and get the conversation going. The formal prayers we have in the church, like the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be, even the Creed, all of these things are ways that we can begin to talk to God. God doesn't get tired of hearing us say the standard prayers of the church. We can begin there. Hello and welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Aaron, we are uh, doing a great show today about the life of the Blessed Mother Mary. Could there be any better topic? Yes. Truly. We are really excited and we have a a great priest from Southern California and he is going to be joining us on the show right now. His name is Father Tran. Let's give him a round of applause. Welcome, Father Tran. Okay, so Father, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well, Dan. Thank you, uh, Dan and Aaron, for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm thank you. Thank you for you. joining us today from hopefully sunny California. Here in Columbus, we are looking at some nasty, beautiful snow, s- snow and sleet. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a, a great day. I guess it, the sleet has gone. It is now snow. We're yes. preparing for our winter camp this this evening, so we've been praying for snow. Yes, it's an exciting time. Father, can you tell us what, it, it, like, are, do you live SoCal life at all? Like, are you... Uh, 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 everything that comes to my mind from a, a priest that lives in Southern California, are you uh, a hippie surfer? No, <laughs> no, you're not that. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not all like that in, in Southern California. <laughs> that's um, that's awesome. So we we're, we're discussing just the beauty of Our Lady, and you wrote an incredible book called The Imitation of Mary. Do you want to share kind of what led up to the your decision to go on mission and write such a book? Right. Um, you know, I think like all of us, we're, you know, I'm, I'm trying to grow in holiness myself and, you know, I'm trying to help others to grow in holiness. And I do a lot of spiritual readings and I, um, I, I discover, I guess, with grace that, you know, that it requires a response in order to bear fruit. And, and I think a lot of people um, don't realize that. They think grace is just something you just sit back and receive. But no, it's something that God gives you in order for you to do something with it, in order to, uh, to really um, to become the person that God wants you to be um, and, and to make a difference in the world. And then I look at our Blessed Mother, how she perfectly responded to grace. And that's why she's full of grace, uh, because of her dispositions, because of her responses, and um, her conformity to God's will. And so, she, and so, and then I, I, you know, I realize that she is our our mother and our model. She's the most perfect of all disciples. In order to to grow in holiness, in order to um, bring grace and, and joy and love and, and and God's presence into the world, so that's why I wrote this book to help all of us um, uh, imitate Mary. Um, I, I identify twelve qualities that we can imitate in order to grow grow in holiness and and to bring that grace to others. Yeah, that's so awesome. I think you know, grace is one of those things where, oh, as Catholics, we all grow up and we say our Hail Marys, and we know 
that, you know, Hail Mary full of grace. And we, we know that, but we don't necessarily understand what does that mean for her <laughs> and what does that mean for us? And you, you, you talked about that, just that beautiful reality of both receiving and then um, actualizing, if you will, that grace. And ha- could you maybe share with our listeners, like, how is that even possible? I think we, we hear a lot about like the grace of the blessed sacrament or the grace of that can come with praying the rosary, but then um, stepping into that grace and doing something with it. What does that look like, Father? How, how, do, how do you do that? Right. So, um, so yeah, grace is something, you know, we, we receive, like you say, during uh, the sacraments and during prayer, but then God wants you to do something with it in order to, he wants you to, we, he wants us to strive for holiness, right? So that's something that we need to strive for is to make that grace bear fruit. He's calling all of us to perfection, to be holy, to be, to be like our blessed mother, to be his disciples in the world to be his instruments in the world. So it's not just, you know, we, we don't just pray the rosary and then, you know, just move on, you know, with life as, as usual. No, we have to seek what it is that God is calling us to do with that grace, to grow. You know, he's calling, calling all of us to, to the same things, basically, you know, to grow closer to him, um, to, to be his witness in the world, to evangelize, to be his instrument in the world, to build his kingdom on earth. And so we, we, we seek ways to respond, to, to grow in holiness, to, to seek his will, to conform our, our will to his will, and to, to uh, bear witness to Christ in the world. Yeah, that's so rich. And Mary, of course, being the perfect instrument of that and, and model disciple, as you mentioned, Father, just where mm-hmm. she received Jesus and then she gave Jesus. And it's just, it's almost that, like, that simple, right? That it's about being receptive to Jesus Christ and the grace of the Holy Spirit and the grace of the sacraments, and then to give that into the world to become that and uh, to become another Jesus. And so, Father, could you share with um, with us? I'm just really intrigued as to like how did you fall in love with Jesus initially? Well, you know, to tell you the truth, uh, Dan, you know, I like like many of us, uh, like many young people, you know, after. You know, when, once I went to college and I kind of fell away from the faith, unfortunately, you know, g- got caught up in the world and, and all those things. And um, I drifted away, but uh, God was really patient with me. And uh, eventually he um, he brought me back through the, the women that I, I dated. Um, I happened to you know, be dating women. <laughs> Typical, right. <laughs> right, right. He, he works with us wherever we are. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So, I, you know, I was interested in women at the time. And so. And so he brought these good Catholic women into my life. And so they were the one who kind of brought me back to the church and going back to mass and praying the rosary. And, and that's when I, I, um, yeah, I first discovered Mary. I kind of fell in love with Mary before I fell in love with Jesus, mm. to be honest. Um, yeah, I felt Mary really being close to me, um, calling me back to her son and calling me back to the faith. And, um, and, 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 and then, and then it was during this time that I started discerning my vocation to the priesthood as well. I felt so drawn to the Lord and I really wanted to serve him. And I started to pray more and, and, um, and, and it, it, it was, he just uh, spoke to my heart that, um, to really to, to discern the priesthood. And, and during this discernment, I felt Mary really close to me, um, and, and kind of taking over and, and just organizing everything and everything just started to fall into place. And then I, I started to grow closer to Jesus, mm. to, to fall to fall in love with Him, and and wanting to give my life to Him and to serve Him, and and so that uh, so it was through Mary that 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 um, that I came to to know and to love and to, to serve the Lord. 
Yeah, that's really neat. Uh, the, the I kind of had the same type of experience. Um, I had a deeper conversion, like kind of a re another faith awakening when I was a senior in high school, and I had all of this zeal, and I wanted to to know Jesus and to love Jesus and to serve Jesus, but I didn't know what to do. And everyone kept saying, "Well, pray," you know, and it's like, "Well, I don't know how to pray." And and uh, so I would just go to uh, a Marian Grotto near my house every day and just pray the Rosary. And sometimes I had so much zeal in my youth that I was like, "Well, I'm going to pray it twice uh, or three times" because I didn't know what else to do. And and it was so neat how that discipline of stopping by the grotto every day after school for uh, a month. At first, it was just praying a bunch of memorized prayers. I didn't even know there was mysteries associated with the rosary at that point. I was just, I was just doing the the beads, you know, and um, and then over a period of time, just that that um, showing up every day, Mary started to just lead me into what it means to commune with, with Jesus and to have a a living, active relationship with him and she uh, taught me how to pray which is really just amazing of like this is this is a way to approach the lord and to hear his voice completely anew yes so mary you know mary is a, a, a an active contemplative if you will you know we we hear in scriptures so often that she would ponder these things in her heart so that, you know the, there's one chapter i speak about in my book about uh, about union with god and how necessary it is for be for us to be recollected. And so Mary had this peaceful recollection, contemplative uh, side of her. You know, she was always united to the Lord in, in, in prayer, in love. And, and so that's what she she wants us to do. She's that's what she teaches us children, her children to do too, is to is to be recollected and to, and to pray. And not only like you say, you know, oral prayers. But also um, a more contemplative uh, type of prayer, to be quiet, to be united to the Lord in love. So that's how we come to uh, to really to know Him, to know His love for us, and and to uh, to really want um, want to serve Him in, the, in this. Father, world. one of my one of my uh, favorite aspects of kind of the, the spiritual life of Our Lady is that she really models both. Right? She models an active and a contemplative lifestyle, and. Uh, we we like to talk about that here in the formation of our of our missionaries and the young people who come and visit us on our campus. One of my, I, I, I'm sure we stole this from some amazing saint. I, in fact, I know we stole this from some amazing <laughs> saint. But one of my one of my All favorite the best phrases, things are. and one of the ones that's been most meaningful for me is that um, wherever Our Lady is, the spouse of the Holy Spirit, there the Holy Spirit flies. Mm-hmm. That that when we you know, I I I remember when I was when I was young, um, when I was young in my formation. I, I I had like a, a fear of um, of drawing too close to Mary, of offering too much honor to Our Lady, for fear that maybe Jesus might get jealous, right? <laughs> and uh, and that's, that's not the way that it works when you when you're totally resigned in humility. And certainly Saint Louis de Montfort, like he 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 specifically speaks to this that that the closer we come to Our Lady, the only thing she can do is actually bring us close to the one that she loves, mm. and. And and for us, you know, our ultimate goal is to live a life that's fully that's fully um, inundated by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and she modeled that so beautifully. When we talk so much about the Holy Spirit on this show, and I think sometimes it's like, well, I want to grow in relationship with with Him, and how do I do that? And uh, you know, well, the Mary's talk just like she wife. leads, yeah, just <laughs> like she leads us to her Son, she can lead us uh, to the Holy Spirit as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, she's got the perfect dispositions 
um, to be imbued by the Holy Spirit. So she allows the Holy Spirit to take over her her life, her being, and everything. And so she and she's so docile to the Holy Spirit. Uh, like you mentioned, she's an active, she's active and contemplative. So, you know, just like right after the Annunciation, the Holy Spirit inspires her to go visit Elizabeth That's and right. to help her. And so she does so, and so she does so in haste. You know, there was no debating or arguing or, or, or thinking about it. No, she, she responds right away mm. and so on. And, and so, and we can learn so much from Mary. Yeah. If, if we want to be, um, just, um, you know, taken over by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we look to Mary as the perfect model, how to allow the Holy Spirit to just take over our life and to, to direct us and how we can re- respond uh, perfectly to yeah. his promptings. Now, Father, you're a Mary genius, so I have a question for you. <laughs> okay. I, 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 never, I never said that. <laughs> no, you wrote the book on Mary, so you're now a Mary genius. <laughs> did Okay, did Elizabeth know that Mary was coming to greet her? Um. That's not a trick. I, I'm, I'm genuinely <laughs> curious. <laughs> I, um, you know what? I know that she, you know. It says that she was filled with the Holy Spirit, um, and that when when at she the sound saw of, Mary, at the sound of Mary's greeting, yeah, yeah, at the sound of his, his, her greeting, you know, the infant leapt in her womb, and and she knew that that Mary was carrying Jesus, even though, even though she, you know she just conceived Jesus in her womb. So that's hard to say, um, uh, Aaron. Is it, is it Aaron? Yes. Uh, okay, yeah, so, so I'm going to take that for a no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I'd say that would be, yeah, speculative. I, I, would, say, I would say probably not. Um, I think it, it was maybe a surprise when she heard Mary's voice. Mm-hmm. And the, um, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so you, you talk about in your book the 12 qualities of uh, Mary. So what, uh, like, what are some of these qualities and which one's your favorite, Father? Oh, geez. Um, there, well, here are some of the qualities. So the first one is humility. You know, we know Our Lady is the model of humility. And I, I, I mention it first because it's the, it's the most essential um, virtue or quality, if you will, in order to grow in the other virtues. You know, because the saints tell us uh, um, um, that that if without humility, we're not going to grow in the other virtue. Yeah. If we're full, if we're full of pride, God, God, and the Holy Spirit are just going to hold back. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they're they're gifts because they they don't want the, the the gifts to go to our head, and so humility is 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 key. Um, another one that that um, I, I like is. Um, also, you know, joy, you know, Mary's filled with joy. So that's another thing that some people don't think about. You know, she, she says in her Magnificat, my soul rejoices in God, my Savior. And it's, it's this joy that's, it's a deeper joy. It's a supernatural joy that comes from our union with the Lord mm-hmm. and to know God, to know his love for us. And it's a joy that the world cannot take away. So regardless of the circumstances, Mm. You know, even, you know, today with so many difficulties and challenges in our world, we can still experience that joy if we are united to the Lord in, mm-hmm. in love. Amen. And so, um, so that's, that's another thing. And then I speak, um, there's one chapter, I, I call it uh, Abandonment to Divine Providence. And this, this might be my, I guess, you know, if I had to pick a chapter, this, this might be one of my favorite chapters, but it's also the most challenging. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so Mary, you know, she went through a lot of difficulties, a lot of challenges in her life you know the flight to egypt giving birth uh, in, in in a manger and 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 so on yet yet she was com- she completely abandoned everything you know even at the foot of the cross you know she knew that this had to be done that, that jesus had to suffer and to die uh, to to redeem us and so she just abandoned everything and i think that's one of 
that's the, the qualities that uh, all of us are, are meant to to imitate Mary and to grow in is to, you know, we're, we're so fixated on our own plan and, and our own agenda and our, our own will that, that it's hard for us just to surrender, to abandon, to see how God is working in our life and, and, and to praise him and uh, for, for that. Yeah, that's always an, such a, um, I mean, when you think about the life of the Holy Family, I think sometimes we're we're like it must have been so peaceful and so perfect and so calm, but there was a ton of upheaval. <laughs> and like, I mean, from the moment Jesus was born, they were they were escaping to Egypt, as you mentioned. And I mean, just the difficulty and the struggle and the the reliance on uh, the Father's providence that they they must have had. How, Father, how have you in in your your priesthood when you counsel people on that? How how do you, would you suggest that people when they are going through difficulty, how do they cling to divine providence in the same in the same time uh, realizing the difficulty that's before them? Right. So I say I tell them that nothing happens without God's permission. Right? Nothing happens without his permissive will. So even sins, even evil, he he can bring out a good. He can he can and, and does bring good out of everything. You know, Saint Paul tells us that everything works for good for those who love God. Everything, including challenges, suffering, and things like that. So I'm just I just tell people that we're so limited. We don't we can't comprehend or understand exactly why God allows certain things. And, and because God is God and we're, and we're human beings. And, um, and so I, I say to trust, to surrender, that nothing happens without God's permission. And if he allows it to happen, it's his intention to bring about a greater good. Mm. So you need to, you need to trust in that. So through difficulties and challenges, we grow, we grow in virtue, we grow in faith, we grow in patience and, and so on. And so I, I tell people just to do your best, knowing, knowing that this is happening out of love. You know, whatever God gives us, it's out of love. It's for our own good. It's our, our, our own sanctification. And, and so, and, and so we need to, um, to have this supernatural, uh, outlook and, and trust in the Lord. That's mm. awesome. So, Father, a, a book like this, um, it doesn't just pop into your mind one day. I'm, I'm curious, you know, what was, what was the process like of kind of falling in love with this message and, and seeing your own, priesthood transformed before you put the you know the pen to the page right um yes yeah, so i i um yeah all these qualities i i had to kind of narrow them down you know because there are there are so many qualities of mary i originally came up with like 36 and uh, <laughs> that would have been a long, a long book <laughs> that would have been too long volume yes. 10 <laughs> right and so i kind of narrowed narrowed them down and kind of kind of combined them but but these are just repeated themes of, you know, if you read the other the other saints, the spiritual writers, Jesus, uh, scripture, tradition, these are these are just repeated themes that we're we're familiar with. Um, but but I but I really dive into them. I explain them. The, I highlight different aspects. I use different quotes from the saints and scripture and and so on. And I I pick the twelve you know most essential qualities that will really help us to grow in grace, to grow in perfection. Yeah. And um, yeah, Father. Yeah, right. Why? Why is that? What's your heart for the for for people? Like, what what was your desire? Like, what what was burning inside of you that said, "I have to get this book into print"? You know, you, you know, Jesus wants to renew His church. Um, you know, he he wants he wants it to be holy. Yeah. And, and we, <laughs> right? And so and so I I wanted I, I wanted to be a part of it. 
Mm. Um, and and he and he's calling on you and me mm. to 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 help make it holy, and it starts with us. You know, it first starts with us. You know, I I'm, pra- I'm I try to practice all these qualities myself, and um, and and I try to help others as well. So it's basically I, I'm I'm trying to help others get to heaven, mm-hmm. right? That 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 that's our that's our mission Amen. is to get to heaven and to help as many people as we can get to heaven, and so that's why this. The, that's that's what that's why I wrote this book is to is to help people learn from Mary how to be most pleasing to God, and and to build up His church and and to sanctify the world. Yeah, I love that. Uh, one of the qualities you highlight in the book is um, just docility to God's will. And you know, I, I was thinking just how exciting it is for it, Mary. It wasn't like okay, the fiat moment was the moment, and when she said yes to the the. Yeah, the uh, annunciation that it was done, right? She did God's will at that moment. But it was just this partnership of doing God's will every day leading up to that moment, and then a partnership with the Holy Spirit following that moment to continue to still do God's will every day. And just this idea this idea of just being like ready to go at all moments and not seeing discernment of God's will as a one-and-done type thing, but really... Hey, I'm living this out every single day, and I'm going to take whatever the Lord gives me, and I'm going to do it for Him. What What do you highlight during that quality? Right. So I speak about uh, yeah, discerning and living out God's will, and how this is so essential. You know, the saints tell us that yeah, this this is really the 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 definition of holiness mm. is to conform our will to God's will mm-hmm. at, at all times and, and and as perfectly as possible. So I, I tell people to, um, yeah, how do we know God's will and how do we live out God's will? And, and I start, I start with the basics, you know, yeah, God's will is, it has been already revealed to us in scripture, in, in tradition, in the teachings of the church. So if you want to follow God's will, then follow the commandments and follow the teachings of the church and then live out your vocation too, whatever vocation that you have. You know, if, if, if you're a priest and then, then be the best priest you can be. If you're married, then be the best married person that you can be. If you're single, then be the best, you know, uh, single disciple that you can be and so on mm-hmm. is to live out your vocation, uh, your, your duties. And then, and then I say, then I say that, that also God's will is uh, revealed to us in the people and circumstances of our life. Right in the people and circumstances of our life. So, for example, you know, you contacted me a, a couple of weeks ago asking me to be on the show, and I I take that as that's and and I I looked at my calendar and I was able to be on your show, and I take that as God's will that that I'm on your show in order to to bring this message to others. So yeah, so I'm completely I try to be docile. You know, I don't know what my day is going to hold, what you know what's going to happen later, who I'm going to encounter, and so on. But I but I'm open. And 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 see, trying to see God's will in in my life it, as it unfolds day to day, moment to moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. I I always say we don't want to uh, live with like on Catholic cruise control, right? That there was no cruise control in Our Lady's life. It she was <laughs> she was ready to go when the Lord asked her to go and and to do what He was asking her to do. And thanks so much, Father. That's awesome. Um, so the. Uh, if you could share with our listeners just kind of how you have grown in, in a deeper love for Mary, um, what 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 habits or what prayers or what what has led you to grow in intimacy with her? Right, um, I think it just starts with I'm I'm a visual person, <laughs> um, and so I I love just having images of Mary in in, in my office and in my 
my residents, um, just remind me of our Blessed Mother. So just, I, I would say, uh, I would recommend picking out some beautiful images of Mary that you like um, and, and, and to have it uh, around just to remind us of our, our Blessed Mother. And, um, and then just reading books about her. You know, I think the more we know her, the more we will love her. And, uh, and just there, there, are many, there are many good books out there about Mary and just dis- discovering. And then, um, you know, and then also uh, pilgrimages, you know, going to Marian shrines um, uh, when you have a chance. I've, I've been to many of them and I, I highly recommend that. Which, what's your just, favorite one, Father? I would say, I would say Lord's. That's, uh, okay. that's our, you're yeah, out, that's, you're out of my league. <laughs> that's, aw- <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, what, uh, the, what was your experience while you were there? Oh, it's just so powerful, you know, to see all these Catholics praying the rosary together. You know, there's a rosary procession every evening, and it's a lit uh, rose. Uh, it's candlelight uh, procession, and and we pray in like ten different languages. You know, yeah. we pray the Hail Mary and the, and the Our Father and the, and the Glory Be, and and it's like all these Catholics from all over the world praying the same prayer in 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 every uh, different languages, and we all know what we're you know that mm. uh, that we're praying the same prayer and it's just so powerful and the faith of the people there you know there's so many people there who come there for healing uh physical or spiritual or, or both and, and we just see the faith and the, the joy um it's just very very powerful that's awesome well father we're really thankful for you joining us today once again to all of our listeners before we before we let father go um his book is the imitation of mary the keys to growth in virtue and grace and Father, that book is available now, right? Yes, it's available on uh, sophiainstitute.com and on Amazon and, and other bookstores. Yeah, so go find it if you are interested. It is uh, a, it is an awesome book and has a beautiful picture of Our Lady on the cover. <laughs> You'll love it. There you go. You get both of his pieces of advice, the picture and the book. Father, I'm, I'm wondering, kind of as, as we draw to a close, if... Uh, if you could just maybe give testimony of of some of the lives that you've seen transformed as uh, as this has become maybe a, a particular apostolate that you feel the Lord's called you to, or maybe hearts that have been transformed in coming into greater relationship with Our Lady. Oh, thank you. Yes, um, yeah, I've, I've been receiving so many positive feedback from people. They say this this book they are learning so much. You know, these are lifelong Catholics, and they say they are learning so much. And you know, with the help of the Holy Spirit and Our Lady, um, I, I'm really, um, yeah, I, f- I feel really good about this book. It's it's really there's a lot of information in there, um, and so it will really help you. Um, and, and, and many b- even bishops have said, you know, this, this book will help the average parishioner to the Car- Carmelite nun, right? So it, there's something in there. <laughs> yes. That's there's awesome. Something in, yeah, there's something in there for everybody, regardless of where you are in your spir- spiritual journey. Yeah. This book will, will, will help you. And, I, and I've already seen the people, um, their response and, the, and their, their conversion. And they're very, very powerful. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great. Father, would you, uh, would you be willing to offer your blessing for us and for the show and for all of our listeners today before we let you go? Sure, absolutely. Right, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We, give you, we give you thanks, loving God, for all your goodness and for this opportunity to be together. And we ask you to bless uh, Dan and Aaron and their show and all the listeners. May all of us continue to imitate Mary, 
uh, filled with the Holy Spirit and to be your instrument in the world, to bring grace and holiness and, and, and love and goodness into our world. So may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you so much for joining us. And, and once again, the imitation of Mary, the keys to growth in virtue and grace is available on Amazon through Sophia Press. Check it out. Father uh, Tran, thank you for joining us today. Eve, thank you so much, Father. You've been listening to Beyond Damascus, a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. And we will be right back to wrap up this incredible episode after a short break. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. The blood of Jesus shed on the cross healed all our wounds. A lot of people say, well, I can do what I want. I can commit any sin. Jesus saved me. You can't be presumptuous. All holy God cannot allow you to sin or give you the right to sin by dying for you. That doesn't make any sense. For more information on Mother Angelica, visit Religious Catalog at EWTNRC.com. In A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass, the Eucharistic Wisdom of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, Father Timothy Gallagher shares a simple and doable way to transform your presence at Mass into a personally lived prayer. A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass, the Eucharistic Wisdom of Venerable Bruno Lanteri by Father Timothy M. Gallagher. The latest release from EWTN Publishing, now available at EWTNRC.com. Hello and welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Aaron, that was awesome. He what? is amazing. First yeah. of all. I just love people. I want to hang out with yeah, him. He's just like, I am an unshakable rock. <laughs> just <laughs> awesome. And uh, so, wow, that was great. What do you think is, um, I mean, what's what are you chewing on right now, Aaron? What stuck out to you the most? You know, I, I love, and Father actually admitted it, I, I I love when when people try to enumerate the virtues of Mary. <laughs> yeah. I I found I found so many lists in the course of, you know, my my vast Marian studies and they're all different. They're all different. Yeah. Why? Because Mary possessed every <laughs> virtue, right? That's what it means to be uh-huh. overflowing with grace. It, it's yep. it's the fact that you when 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 you live a life, you know, we we often extol the fact that Mary lived a life free from sin, mm-hmm. right? What do you think about when you think of a person who lived a life free from sin? <laughs> I think for most people, they probably think of like a genderless human being <laughs> who just who just has no like has no soul personality. Right? Uh, <laughs> no, Mary Mary lived a life free from sin. Why? Because her life was overflowing with virtue, mm-hmm. right? She possessed every virtue. Mm. I don't know if that's theologically accurate. I'm going to say it is. Yeah. That's so exciting to just uh, to think of an overflowing life too. So it yeah. wasn't a life of like such quiet piety that never had any joy or like magnificence to it. It was a full and abundant life. You yeah. Know? So I think that, I think that was my takeaway from, from today. Nice. He, he's father has, has really outlined, um, I, I, I I hesitate. I want to just share all of the virtues of Mary that he identifies, but I won't because you got to read the book. Um, but he identifies some of some of these key and beautiful virtues of Mary, and some of them I hadn't I hadn't really thought about before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, Amazing. That applies because to her. she does everything <laughs> because she's the mother of God. It's kind of the trump card. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Dan? Um, you know, I just really think uh, the. I think sometimes we can forget. Um, 
just the the beauty of that God has solutions for us in every moment. And I was the just when Father brought up just the the flight to Egypt. I think sometimes we it's that picture perfect life that we think the Holy Family lived, and and to understand that like no, this is. This is real life, and so when when real life is happening, how am I responding? Yeah. And and what can I learn from Mary and from Joseph on on how I want to respond? Um, but even more so, just that this exciting call that like, man, you know, Mary really like she really lived <laughs> like she was on this earth and and Joseph lived on this earth and Jesus was here. And these are real, this isn't, these aren't stories. And I think sometimes we for, can forget that, that this isn't like, these aren't Bible stories and they're not, uh, that this isn't just a theological principle that we're learning. This is a real person. And she she lived a real life, and then Jesus gave us access to a relationship with her here and now. And how how beautiful the Holy Spirit is, how beautiful the communion of saints is, that we have access to something that um, is just supernatural. Amen. It's miraculous. Amen. Yeah, that's awesome. One of, one of my favorite, I remember, one, I, I, I forget who did this, one of my favorite teachings about Mary um, that just shook me out of my expectation of kind of what she looked like and who she is. Um, was, I think it was Father Shock actually presented this idea of Mary in combat boots, or maybe it was Father Streitenberger. Nice. Um, and, uh, and it was, it was such an amazing teaching that kind of called to mind this idea that, hey, we're, we're called into relationship, not with somebody who's simply going to be a storybook model of what Christian life looks like, but someone who, who actually is given her life, is giving her life eternally to, to fight with us to fight alongside us, to bring us to the same victory that she enjoyed. Yeah, I love that. So that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so you asked your question about the visitation, Aaron. I'm, I'm wondering why you asked this question. Yeah, you know, my favorite thing in the world is, is I've, I could probably answer that or cl- finish that sentence in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> Ice cream. My, 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 <laughs> my favorite thing in the world is seeing how God uses us to do his work, oh, yeah, right? That, too. that he wants to save the world through the world. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it kind of at the start of the show today that uh, that Mary, Mary says, my soul magnifies the greatness of the Lord. So too can we, friends, we can magnify the Lord. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, let me, let, me, let me paint it a different way. God could, God could come and encounter, you know, God could come and instigate a moment of encounter with your, with your family. Mm-hmm. Or you could magnify, and God could actually have a greater, a magnified encounter with your family through you. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems heretical, right? I'm just quoting Mary. All right, <laughs> uh, that that oftentimes God uses us to do to accomplish amazing, amazing things. How can we say that? That seems that seems so presumptive. Well, let's look at the example of Mary, right? Encounter is the show. I'm sorry. Beyond Damascus is the show where Encounter meets mission. Encounter mm-hmm. leads the mission. What did Mary do the moment after the Annunciation? Well, she started on mission. What was her first mission? It was to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Right. We see this beautiful moment of meeting between between Mary and Elizabeth. And I think the words that Scripture chooses to communicate this moment are are so beautifully profound that um Mary, remember remember the situation right mary comes she's pregnant with our lord jesus she meets elizabeth her cousin who is uh miraculously also present with john the baptist <laughs> and awesome. and when she comes at the moment of her visitation the baby in elizabeth's womb leaps for joy having been filled with joy okay how did that 
how did that transmission of of grace happen? Well, uh, I think that Scripture could have said it a couple different ways, but how did how did God choose to have this message communicated? Elizabeth says to Our Lady, "It was at the sound of your voice, hmm. the baby inside me leapt." Right? It wasn't in the presence of the divine child inside of your womb, the mm-hmm. baby inside of me leapt. Mm. But it was actually that 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 the the presence of Jesus was magnified through the words of Mary that Elizabeth might receive them and that the child that she was carrying would be influenced. Friends, our proclamation of the gospel can have dramatic impact. That that the the Jesus inside of us, right? can be communicated through our words in ways that we couldn't even understand or comprehend. Mm. And so much so that the people that the people that we speak to, the people that we influence, that they can come into this place of having been um having been impacted through our words in such a way that their families' lives will be changed, that their, you know, that the people that they influence, that their lives will be changed. We, we need to we need to grab hold of that example of our lady and dedicate our hearts toward communicating the message of Jesus powerfully and confidently every day. That's so good. Yeah, whenever, I mean, I love Father talked about the very first virtue of Mary he wanted to highlight was humility. And um, false humility is saying that I stink and that I'm I'm worthy of nothing, right? Uh, True humility is knowing the truth of who I am and and I'm God's son uh, or you're God's daughter and the Lord loves you so much. He's elevated you. You're no longer a slave but a child of God, and if a child of God, then an heir to the kingdom of yeah. God. And so you are worthy, and God wants to use you like he's used the saints of the past. And we are just so blessed to have Mary as a model of what our life should look like and Amen. can look like. And Amen. let's just close the show, I think, today with asking the Lord to use us in an unexpected way yeah. this week to magnify the yeah. Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, thank you for the testimony that we've received today from Father Tran and uh, Lord, for the for the great work that you've done in his life and through mm-hmm. the impact you're going to have on so many others through this book, The Imitation of Mary. Lord, I, I reflect on those moments that we shared at the start of today's show where families were changed, where where miracles happened, where mm-hmm. lives were transformed, where, where, where sickness was healed through the intercession of your mom. And Mama Mary, we come to you today and we pray that you will inspire us again, that you'll touch our families, that you'll touch our lives I pray even now, God, that you would do again what you did before, that if, if there's anyone who's, who's struggling with, with cancer right now, that you would intervene miraculously, mm. Lord. We, 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 pray, we pray through the intercession of Mary that cancer would be healed mm. in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. And we pray, God, that you would, you would pull families together, that you would transform lives for your greater glory. Bring us all closer to your son and closer to your spouse. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today for Beyond Damascus, where encounter meets mission. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with your friends, you can share it or listen again wherever podcasts can be found. Just search for Beyond Damascus. Beyond Damascus is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio. We are carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network, and we will look forward to sharing this same time with you again next week. God bless. God bless.